0: chapter eight of twenty minutes late by pansy the LibriVox recording is in the public domain chapter eight night work for a moment caroline was silent she felt greatly shocked over such words as these from almost baby lips it was so utterly different from her own little daisy's manner of speech she rallied however remembering how little opportunity this daisy had to learn and said earnestly that would have been a naughty way to feel because you told me remember that jesus was god and of course he knew just when to come and he always does what is right martha went out as quickly as she could to meet him and in a few minutes she went back for mary and told her jesus wanted to see her the friends who were calling on her when they saw mary hurry away decided that she had gone to her brother's grave and they followed to try to comfort her so pretty soon they all stood by the grave it was not like the graves in our cemeteries but was more like a little stone house with a door and a great stone rolled against it jesus told them to take away the stone and this frightened martha she did not want to see her dead brother she began to explain to jesus how dreadful it would be and he told her that her brother should live again she did not understand what he meant and the plainer he spoke to her the more she did not understand until suddenly he turned to the grave and said speaking in a loud voice lazarus come forth and that dead man heard him and came out of the grave oh oh said daisy her eyes large and her voice grave and reproachful you didn't ought to tell wicked stories dead folks can't hear and they can't walk nor move nor nothing they can hear one voice said caroline earnestly when jesus speaks even dead men hear and obey him daisy looked grave and skeptical are you sure this is a true story she asked oh yes said caroline it is every word true It is in the Bible, you know, and God told people what to write in the Bible. Daisy gave a long sigh and said sorrowfully, I just wish Jesus had been here when my little brother died. I called him and called him, and he wouldn't answer at all. And mother said he couldn't. He will some day, said Caroline confidently. Jesus will call his body out of the grave, and he will rise up just as Lazarus did the conversation was interrupted by the return of mrs brinker from the corner grocery with her carrots and onions preparations for the dinner now went on briskly it was an excellent dinner caroline who had never in her own home seen such a bustle of preparation for a sunday dinner could not help enjoying it heartily for by the time it was ready she was very hungry the little she had eaten at breakfast time having long since been digested it was not a very quiet meal the baby awoke at just the wrong moment feeling very cross and unhappy and bubby clung to his mother's dress and wanted to be held and petted as much as the baby did but at last he was persuaded to go to sleep and the baby too dropped off into another doze so quiet was restored mrs brinker chose the opportunity to propose her plan it is dreadful dull for you staying in the house all day don't you want him to take you for a walk it will be your only chance to see the city caroline's face flushed and for a moment she hardly knew what to say especially as the conductor was looking at her in a very earnest expectant way oh no i thank you she stammered I would much rather stay here and help you but the kind-hearted woman urged her scheme i don't need a bit of help she said you helped me so much this morning that i'm not half so tired as usual and now bubby and the baby are both asleep my little one here will help mother it is a shame for you to come all the way to philadelphia and not see any of it don't you say so brinker why don't you urge her to go you can take her as well as not can't you i'll take her in a jiffy if she says so declared mr brinker and like nothing better than to see her eyes when i show her the sights but i don't want to urge her against her will she has ideas has this young woman mother some way this sentence helped caroline to speak out her real reason for declining the walk if you please mrs brinker mother never likes us to take walks on sunday so we never go when we are at home oh said mrs brinker looking astonished is that so why what harm can it do to walk quietly along a street minding your own business it seems to me a nice quiet way of spending sunday enough sight better than a great many ways i know of but then of course you don't want to do anything that your mother doesn't like being you are away from her i know just how you feel well i'll tell you brinker might take you to the three o'clock sunday school it is but little more than time and is not far from here they sing beautifully i have promised daisy and bubby they shall go as soon as ever baby is old enough to be taken along you would like that now wouldn't you poor caroline looked down at her torn and soiled dress in dismay it seemed rude to refuse such well-meant kindness but how was it possible for a neat girl like her who never appeared in the streets of her own town in other than a very tasteful dress to go to sunday school in a great city in a dress which had been nutting the day before to say nothing of the many disasters it had met with as she looked down at herself she decided that it really was not to be thought of oh i cannot she said desperately look at my dress it is torn and soiled and it is not my sunday dress even at home it would not be decent to go to sunday school in such a plight you look enough sight better than plenty who will be there said mrs brinker significantly it is a mission school you know and they do not pay much attention to clothes lots of them don't but then they are not your sort well i don't see but what you will have to stay in the house all day then oh yes said caroline relieved i can as well as not then a bright thought came to her mrs brinker could not you and mr brinker go to sunday school i can do the dishes i will make everything nice and daisy and i can take care of the children i am sure husband and wife exchanged glances and mrs brinker laughed a sort of shy laugh her cheeks growing almost as red as caroline's brinker and i haven't been to sunday school for a dozen years at least she said we wouldn't know how to act would we john not but what i'd like a breath of fresh air well enough and the queerness of taking a walk with him and without any children to look after would be something to remember all right said mr brinker briskly let's go i don't mind going to sunday school again i used to like it right well when i was a youngster get on your things molly and let's try it she will manage the work and the youngsters too i haven't a doubt she's a wide-awake capable young woman i saw that this morning as soon as i began to talk with her they walked away at last great satisfaction visible on the conductor's face and the two who were left in charge began a vigorous attack on the dishes it was a very easy matter to dispose of those caroline was perfectly at home with dishes and really enjoyed reducing everything to perfect order giving object lessons to little daisy at the same time as to the best ways of working it was another matter when baby awoke and despite everything the two could do or say screamed himself hoarse i never knew him to be so naughty said daisy with a grave face it can't be because he is afraid he isn't half so afraid of folks as bubby is what do you suppose makes his cheeks so red is it because he cried so hard it may be said caroline anxiously but i'm afraid it is because he has a fever oh dear said daisy mother is always scared when any of us have a fever because it is what ailed little brother when he died isn't it most time for mother to come i think so said caroline moving the baby from one shoulder to the other and trying every device she could think of to quiet him never mind daisy she said between the screams trying to smile on the troubled little girl babies often have a little fever when they are cutting their teeth and it doesn't make them sick only uncomfortable certainly if this baby was uncomfortable he did his best to make them so and succeeded by the time daisy who after vainly trying to get his attention had retired to the window called out joyfully here they come caroline was thoroughly tired and a little alarmed she had had some experience with sick children and was afraid this baby was sick mercy's sake said mrs brinker bustling in what is the matter with baby how he does cry though has he been going on like this ever since i've been gone dear heart mother ought to have known better than to leave him and he getting two great double teeth daisy child why didn't you try to amuse him i did said daisy coming forward i played peek and bow-wow and everything and he wouldn't notice at all and she says she guesses he has a fever what said mrs brinker alarmed in an instant and almost throwing her bonnet in her haste to get the baby into her arms poor little fellow she said as the weary child laid his tired head on her shoulder and hushed his cries into low sobs he has got a fever john as sure as the world oh dear me i hope he's not going to be sick and you going out to-night too why a fever is not anything to be scared at when a baby is teething said the father and mrs brinker assented to this but declared that he had not been like himself all day and i don't know what to make of bubby either she said he never sleeps all day like this he's been asleep the biggest part of the day but then he was wakeful in the night and i suppose he's making up oh yes said the father he's all right i guess only tired out in this way father and mother tried to reassure each other and succeeded as for the baby he seemed to have found what he wanted the minute his head touched his mother's shoulder he dozed off to sleep again merely giving struggling little sobs occasionally as a reminder of the sea of troubles through which he had come poor little fellow said mrs brinker i ought not to have left him i never do but then i don't get a chance it was most dreadful nice and that's a fact i haven't been out walking with john before in i don't know when three are so many to take for decent people who don't go pleasuring on sunday that is the only day we have and only a piece of that he has got to go out to-night at six o'clock he doesn't generally have to go sunday nights but this is extra work because some of the men are sick i wish he didn't have to go to-night i declare it is going on to five now isn't it how fast this afternoon has gone well we've had a lovely time we went to the sunday school and the singing was just heavenly they gave us a book and john sang with the best of them he's a fine singer my husband is so said the husband from a distant corner where he was struggling with a pair of boots which were rather small that will do for you to say it's true for all that said the woman in an admiring tone if i do say it that shouldn't i'm glad i have a chance to hear your voice once more if i don't go again till baby is old enough to walk there between us i'll remember this day john as soon as ever i can get this baby sound enough to put down i'll make you a cup of tea to hearten you up for to-night on hearing this caroline was on the alert mr brinker protested that he did not think it was necessary that he had eaten a good dinner and plenty of it nevertheless he did justice to the supper which was presently ready for him and went away at last in haste declaring that no day was ever so short before i'll be home in time for the ten o'clock run little woman he said to caroline never you fear i get in at daylight and have three good hours before my train goes out good-bye all of you sleep hearty and dream of to-morrow I won't run the risk of waking Bubby by kissing him, for fear you'll have him on your hands before you're ready for him. Caroline was once more washing the dishes, and Mrs. Brinker was trying to hush the baby, who showed a constant tendency to moan and cry, when Bubby awoke coughing and crying, arousing the baby to screams again, and for the next hour there were trying times. Dear, dear! said mrs brinker as she turned from the baby who had at last allowed her to lay him down to feel of bubby's flushed cheeks for he too had at last been quieted i don't know what is the matter i'm sure bubby is in quite a fever too and he never goes on like this he must be sick he hasn't any teeth coming in to lay it to and he doesn't up and have a fever over the least little thing as some children do I'm just afraid he is real sick, and the baby too. I never did see them both cut up like this, unless something was the matter. I wish I hadn't let Brinker go. But there, I couldn't have helped myself if I had wanted to. That is the trouble with railroad men. They've got to go just at the minute, no matter what is happening at home. But I would give a dollar if he was here now. What would he do? asked Caroline gravely for she too felt a heavy responsibility resting upon her. The more she looked at baby in his heavy sleep, and saw his fever-flushed face and remembered his heavy eyes, the more sure she felt that the mother was right and the child was going to be sick. "'Why, I'd advise with him about sending for the doctor,' said the mother anxiously. "'We don't send for him every other hitch, as some do. It counts up so.' and i'm not a nervous woman and know how to take care of children but ever since our little boy died i've been anxious over a fever he died with fever you see and some way i seem to feel that if brinker were here now he would advise that we have the doctor look in and see if there was anything to worry about where does the doctor live mrs brinker why quite a piece from here and i don't know how i'd get him i'm sure if i made up my mind for my neighbor who does errands for me sometimes is gone away downtown to a meeting tonight the whole of them went and locked up their house they told me they were going when i came home and they were to take the half past six car so they are gone and there isn't anybody else couldn't i go why you don't know the way though to be sure it is just a straight road with only one turn but then folks take the wrong turn in a strange place sometimes in broad daylight and if anything should happen to you i'd never forgive myself let alone being forgiven by your mother there won't anything happen to me said caroline rising to the occasion it is too early in the evening to be afraid and my mother always told me to do what looked as though it ought to be done if i could i can keep a straight road and take one turn i should hope please tell me just how to go mrs brinker and i will try it i don't like to have you said mrs brinker going to the window and looking out it isn't dark to be sure she said with the street lamps all lighted and there are policemen pretty thick up this way but then to be out in a big city at seven o'clock and after for a little strange girl from the country is almost too much i might send daisy with you only she has a cold and is hoarse she knows exactly where the doctor lives but she gets cold awful easy it would not do for her to go said caroline i know i can find my way mrs brinker and i know mother would want me to try when there was such an errand as this to be done well said mrs brinker coming back from another look at baby's face and an attempt to feel the bounding pulse at his wrist which did not serve to comfort her i don't know what to make of baby's having such a fever and that's a fact and i'd like dreadful well to have the doctor step in because when little ruby was sick he said mrs brinker you lost twenty-four valuable hours before you sent for me those were the very words he said and i never forgot them for nights after ruby died i'd lie awake and all i could seem to think or try to say were those words you have lost twenty-four valuable hours but maybe we better wait a little and see how things look and if baby isn't better after a while why then if you are a mind to try it i'll tell you exactly where dr forsythe lives that would only be losing some more time said caroline besides it will be getting later all the while i think mrs brinker i would better go right away the baby looks to me as though he needed some medicine while she spoke she fastened her hat and took her sack down from its hook behind the door mrs brinker drew a long sigh partly of anxiety and partly of relief as she said well if you do it i suppose it cannot be helped though i don't know what brinker will say to my allowing it but for the matter of that i don't know what he would say to the baby being sick and me not having a doctor i'll tell you just exactly where he lives and you cannot miss it if you try a few minutes more and caroline her heart beating hard and fast was alone on the streets of the great city what would ben think of that and oh above all what would her mother say if she knew it chapter eight